Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. I'm your host, Abby, and today I am so excited to introduce you to one of my new best friends. We were just like instantly hitting it off. It's Naomi from Wild Ginger Apothecary, and this episode was just so much fun to make. When I initially told her like how the podcast works, about half an hour conversation, that sort of thing. We doubled that. We recorded for an hour and 12 minutes. So we're splitting this episode into two parts. So today you get part one of the podcast where we get into what an apothecary is and kind of how she got started on her journey making these incredible products, one of which is actually right in front of me. She brought so many awesome goodies with. That's why there's a video version of this podcast as well. Um, But she made me this super cool cup, which has my logo on it, Abby Graves Productions. And the back says, Empowered Women Empower Women, which I absolutely love. This woman is a jack of all trades, and I am so excited for you to get to know her and follow her journey. So please enjoy our time hanging out with Naomi of Wild Ginger Apothecary. A reminder, this is part one and part two will be out next week. My name is Naomi Humberding. Um, I actually live in St. Augusta, Minnesota, and I'm an IT specialist for the government, actually, for my full-time job, but this is my little side project, passion project that's been in development for the past year, and just kind of starting to get it launched and helping women everywhere. Just a couple of government girlies with side hustles. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> for everyone who doesn't know, my full-time job is with the government as well. Oh, so. cool. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I am so excited to have you here today. We were put in contact by our friend Liz, mm-hmm. who was my doctor who saved my back. And oh, cool. now I help make her podcast and stuff. And how do you know Liz? How did you guys get in contact? Again, I just randomly make friends everywhere. Um, and so I just, you know, I followed her stuff and I just thought it was so cool what she was doing. And I actually just reached out to her when she was putting some reels on with that you pick. And mm-hmm. I just, I have just little ideas, like I'm the good idea fairy. And so I just saw with her rose, I'm like, oh, that would be really cool to have some sublimated signs on the end of each one of them. And so I reached out, I'm like, hey, do you want some help doing that? Because that would be fun. And also too, with the, like the gift card thing, that first um, year she was doing uh, the subscription type yeah. for gift cards. So I said, hey, do you want me to design some? I'm kind of an aggressive hobbyist, I call it. And so I said, you know, I'm happy to help. And so I did that too. And so we just kind of connected on that way. And again, it's just internet friends, just randomly. Yeah, you just meet the coolest people. We do. Okay, so you mentioned your sublimation and your serial hobbyists. Let's get into these amazing cups that you made. That has my logo on it. This woman walks into my house and presents me with this. I have a new best friend. This is incredible. I am so stoked. And then the back has Empowered Women. Empower Women, which I love. Kind of cool. Yeah. So what are we going to be making in these? You brought ingredients. Yeah, I did. So I thought we'd make some mocktails. And so, you know, I'm not... I don't drink as much as I used to just because I get that anxiety, that anxiety thing after. And so, you know, mid-30s, yeah, that happens. Late 20s when it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then I just, I don't like feeling like crap in the morning either. And so I used my stress support tincture and kind of was playing around with some different things. And so, yeah, just like a mini mocktail. Sweet. So we'll just need some ice if you want. Okay, I will fill these up with ice. Okay, perfect. All right, so the first question is, do you want black cherry or... Or this one's ginger lemongrass. Ooh, ginger lemongrass. Okay, good, because I don't like ginger. 
<laughs> That's why I had to bring two of these because I'm like, I don't like that. This is like my preferred flavor of right? things. So what I do, and you, there's no right or wrong. That's the best thing. So this one does have some herbs in it as well. It's got some green tea, chamomile, and lemon balm. I uh, just got that off of Amazon. And then so I mix that with some sparkling mineral water. Okay. To get some of that in. Um, and then the real magic happens if you go in that little box that I brought. Yeah, she just... You should see the goodies that this woman brought me. I, it feels like Christmas. Actually, this is like better than Christmas right? this year. <laughs> Homemade goodies. Okay, what am I digging out of here? Okay, so we want to do the stress support. And um, I mean, I'll leave it up to you. Normally when I make them when I'm at home, I do the stress support and the libido enhancer. Okay. This gets just a little blood flow going and, you know, just have a little fun. <laughs> uh, but the stress support is just like, I call it my first beer, beer feeling. Like... The herbs in there are very mellow. They don't have any interactions, known interactions at least with pharmaceuticals, things like that. And so it's just kind of like oat straw, linden, um, vanilla, stevia. There's just some good combination, and it just kind of gives you that feeling. Just like knocks the edge off of a hard yeah, day. Yeah, and it doesn't make you drowsy or anything. It's just like, it just, I call it my anti-bitch because <laughs> it just helps. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, how many drops am I putting so, in here? I mean, it's that's the beauty of being a woman. Like, when you really listen to your body, your body knows. Like, so I call it measuring by the heart. So I just, okay. whatever. You can do up to a few dro drops to a few dropper fulls. It really doesn't matter. Okay, so maybe start with, like, half a milliliter? Sure. Yeah, whatever works for you. I just squeezed it out to 0.75. We'll do that. Just a little squirt, squirt of that in there. I'll have you shoot some in mine. Yep, how much do you want? Doesn't matter. And so with tinctures, kind of like the foundation of tinctures is it's an herbal extract in a liquid. And so this is um, uses an alcohol as a base. And because you use such little, it's like the same as like a ripe banana. Okay. And so it's not like you're getting it, you know, getting intoxicated from it by any means but the best method is to put it directly under your tongue okay and I did that with CBD for a while it, yep exactly it's the same concept so you have receptors under your tongue that go right into the bloodstream and so basically this as it sits in the alcohol with the herbs it pulls out all the good stuff of the herbs okay and so then you strain it out and what you're left with is this liquid that has like the medicinal properties of the herbs and so you just and it's pretty powerful, pretty potent, and you can just throw it right under your tongue. It burns a little bit because I'm kind of a wuss. So I just put a little bit of water in my mouth or a drink and then shoot it under my tongue. And I just kind of hold it for a while. Let it marinate. Let it marinate for like 10 seconds. And then you just swallow it down. Okay. Or you can just throw it in a beverage and just drink it too. Which so really it doesn't matter. I love a fancy beverage. I know, a mocktail. <laughs> so same thing, mix this the libido in with it too? Yep. Okay. You can, yep. And throw some of mine too. Hell yeah, My let's do it. My husband might be happy later. <laughs> and it is Monday when we're recording this, right? You? Yep. Hey, they're non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment from me, that's for sure. Right? I mean, I like the beer beer as much as the next girl, but sometimes it's just nice not to have the icky feeling the yeah. next day. New year, new us. I gotta try some of this. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. And this one Ooh, is like I love it. a magne magnesium base. Well, it's got L-theanine and lemon balm, but it's also got magnesium L3 and 8. So this is kind of nice too. Just And you said you got these on Amazon? Yeah. These are like not your average like Diet Coke you find at a gas station. Exactly. And it's made with like <laughs> good stuff. So basically in the past couple of years, I've really just been trying to like weed out the icky stuff. You know, and it's, you can't weed out everything. And right. It's all about, you know, balance and choosing things. But this stuff is kind of nice because it gives you like... It's not so much the alcohol that I liked at night. I think it was just that ritual of the making ritual. something. It's huge, yeah. Sitting down, having that drink, and just having that uh, feeling. So I like that. But there's even a lid. I know. Oh and they're insulated. Cheers, Cheers. my friend. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Damn, that is refreshing. Right? 
And then Ooh. in about 10 minutes, you'll just be like, Ooh, chill. Chill. Like, it just feels good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that tastes incredible. I love it. Anything like lemony, citrusy, that is my jam. Yep. Ginger and I have a love-hate relationship. It depends what it's in. But Even though your name is Wild Ginger. <laughs> so it's kind of a play on words because I'm, you know, Ginger Redhead yeah. or whatever, and I'm a little bit wild, a little bit crazy. Um, and it's just, yeah, I love it. Ginger's got great medicinal properties as well. So It really yeah. does. I was trying to find a, a name for my company, and that one just kept sticking out. It fits. It really does. And then I did the, the whole Redhead. Yeah. I noticed that right away when did I first you? saw your logo. I'm like... That's some flaming red hair, and I yo, love it. Yo. I went through a phase in like tenth grade where one, I was obsessed with the Little Mermaid. I still am. I'm a Disney adult. If you walk when you walked in here, the pineapple smell is Dole Whip from Disney World. Oh, too funny. Yeah. So yeah. I dyed my hair like red, red. Like my hair was your color red, really, but it was from a box. Oh, funny. And that it was like that for like over a year. Nice. So. Uh, yeah. Gotta love the red. You respect the red, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't like spicy foods, but my personality's spicy. That's kind of what I say. Like, I don't know. Because everyone's like, ooh, redhead. Oh, you're so spicy. You like spicy foods. And like, no. I do live in Minnesota. Ketchup Pe- gets a little, yeah. Pe- a little Pepperonis much. make me sweat. So I'm like, it's just my personality spicy. That's it. So let's get into Wild Ginger. How did you get into running an apothecary? And let's get into what an apothecary is, because I feel like that's a word that kind of popped up when Shit's Creek started. Oh, yeah, right. Because every, everyone yeah. just thinks Rose is apothecary, yeah. and then they picture David going, it's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> so what is an apothecary? Um, basically, it's, you know, taking nature, what nature gives us, and using that in in methods that make us feel better, whether it's cure, or curing something, you can, you know, making yourself feel good, helping your body heal itself. And so the apothecary piece, the herbal apothecary is, I really dug into herbs to try to figure out how to make myself feel better. So okay. that's kind of the apothecary piece. Interesting. And then, it, so once you started digging in, it just became a natural progression of Kinda. one turned into many. So... It actually all started, there was two things happening, both simultaneously, um, that kind of drove me to doing this. And the first was my girls, who are 17 and 12 now. You don't look old enough to have children that old. I'm just throwing that <laughs> out there. almost 40. <laughs> oh, that's painful to say. Uh, yeah, so my oldest we had when we were 20, just turned 21 after I had her. And so she was coming of age, and we've always been open. Like I kind of grew up with the whole, you know, you don't really talk much about it kind of scenario, which I think most of us women did. And so I just really wanted to make a point to really be open and honest and kind of like let that be a topic of conversation. And I think we did pretty good. There is a book actually out there by the American girls. It's like the care and keeping of you. <gasps> yes. Yeah. So I feel I, like every girl had that. Yes. And so I bought that for her and she was like read it and would ask questions would kind of prompt the discussion. And so and my husband is great with it too. Like we celebrate when they got their periods. We go out for dinner, you know, like whatever. Just yeah. Making it something that's not like taboo and like, oh, I need to hide this. Exactly. And just talk about it freely in our house and so um so that was kind of the goal and so then as they were getting older I'm like there's just not a lot out there in a format that's easy for them so you have your school stuff which really focuses on like you know pregnancy prevention you think of like the mean girls like Uh don't have sex or you will die (laughs) exactly um not so much like how this can work for you or how your body works for you and so I wanted to create something educationally that would kind of not be so aggressive because when you go and search the internet like you get a whole whole spiel of things some of them are very aggressively like "Mm, yep that's that's that and then some are just 
too babyish like it's almost yep. too cartoony and so I just really wanted something that would give them the information at like a level that they would understand and like here's an example um it's pretty right yeah. it's kind of cute and so this just goes over the it's anatomy. It's pretty, but it's accurate. Point, like, exactly. That's a point to and make. so like this is not aggressive, and this kind of goes over the anatomy of the external parts. And I mean, there's there's still probably still girls out there, old older girls that don't know there's three different holes down there, yeah. that kind of thing. And so it's and boys too. Like mm-hmm. it's very good for education on both sides of the coin. And like the different a lot of the stuff I learned in my 30s after having three kids, <laughs> I'm like. Okay. Why did no one tell this to me when I was 15? And as I'm like learning and kind of talking to my older daughter, she's like, we never learned that in school. We never learned that in school. And I'm like, wow, there's really an opportunity for knowledge here. And like just the different hormones that, you know, there's pituitary ones. There's, you know, ones that come from your ovaries Mm -hmm. and what your uterus does throughout the cycle. So that's kind of like that piece of it. And then furthermore, the different phases. And I was actually kind of angry when I, the more I learned about it, the more angry I became. I'm in that phase right (laughs) now because I'm on TikTok and they're like, you should eat with your phase of the Mm -hmm. month. And I'm like, eat with it? What do you mean? Justify more snacks? And sometimes it does. It does. Like your luteal phase is great for eating a little bit more. Like your body just needs more. And like also like carrots, eat carrots in your luteal phase because they help get that excess estrogen out of your body. And the excess estrogen usually is what causes those heavy periods, Mm -hmm. cramping, things like that. And so again, the more I dug in, the more angry I became. So I went through like this whole like the stages of grief, I guess, you know, like I'm like, why didn't we learn this? And so I created the, you know, the different phases and the anatomy, like your hormones, your ovaries, your uterus and your cervix, like what each thing is happening during it. And then I took it a step further and like, how do you use this for your life, like your mood and productivity, your activity and exercise, your food and nourishment, um, and what to avoid. Like your gallbladder moves a little slower during a specific phase, so you shouldn't eat a lot of fats. Like things, just things that would be so great to know as a teenager. Like this would be amazing to learn in health class is how to yeah. eat for your cycle. And so I just, and I wanted to make it in a way, like I said, you can go into probably a novel for each of these subjects, but how do you get that in a way that's going to be easily digestible by the masses. And so this is kind of what I went with. And so as I was learning all that, I was really digging into ancestral women's knowledge and how women have played a role throughout life, essentially. And we're the healers. Like we we heal we heal ourselves, but we heal people. Like we are the healers of, of the tribe, essentially. Yeah. And I think the last, you know, 50, 100 years, we've really disconnected from that that intuitive piece of it. It's like once modern medicine kicked in, yeah. which no knock on modern medicine. Exactly. If I cut my arm been, off, I am going to get it fixed. It's I'm very not, helpful, yep. but it did hinder that kind of thing where Correct. women were the ones that were went to. Yep to be fixed. Exactly. And we live in a man's society, which I mean, right, wrong, or indifferent, it's just is the way it is. And so how do we work around that? Because like a, a man wakes up with high testosterone and throughout the day, low testosterone, goes to bed, does the same thing over where we can have a whole week of high energy and then a whole week of low energy. And so we are forced to fit into a mold that maybe isn't the best for our body. And so as I'm digging and digging, and I mean, I'm going 
Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, like all these cultural things and how herbs played in a role and just how much they can really help. And so that was really cool to kind of dig into that. And the more you dig into, the more you realize you don't know. So then there's more to know. And so it's a never, never ending knowledge. So I will never say I'm the expert in anything, but I've learned a heck of a ton of things. Where were you digging? That's like, everywhere. Like, <laughs> were you, Are there people online that are offering like classes on this there's kind a, of thing? I'm really good at researching. Like, and okay. I absorb a high amount of information really fast. So I'm just like, I'm like a squirrel, right? Love it. And love so it. like, yeah, just, I mean, I was reading everything from like history books to medical research papers to cultural like it, it's wild like there's a literally it's the world wide web like you can find things everywhere and I mean you got to be careful with social media piece of it because there's a lot of misinformation out there <laughs> but you don't know what you don't know so sometimes it's interesting once the algorithm hits and you start hearing all these things then you can take that information and research it to kind of fact check and just Again, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you hear a phrase or a term and you go look it up and it's it's mind-blowing. And so through all of that, I just kind of started grabbing pieces of information. And so I can see all these puzzle pieces as I'm learning information and I'm like, they fit together somehow. Let me figure out how this works. And so that's one part of the story. And so, <laughs> gosh, what was it? It was right before the pandemic. Like, I mean, I was fit. I was CrossFit, running. I did half marathons, and I, I got stubby little legs, so it's like a lot of work for me. Like, <laughs> it's not. A, I'm not an easy runner, uh, but I, you know, I really enjoyed exercising, and like I, t- I learned a ton with nutrition. I was eating to my macros. It was, it was amazing, and I was like the fittest, most energy I've ever been. And then as the pandemic came, and you know, people were exposed to certain things, and um, I just I started getting so inflamed. Um, and I've been on birth control basically since I've been 16 with the exception of my three kids. And so I had no idea what my body was doing first of all, but then as I was progressing, like I gained like 30 to 50 pounds in two years. Oh my gosh. I was miserable and it's hard to tell. Like makes you feel like crap. Exactly. And it was like, well, is it just from me not moving around as much, but I'm still going, you know, from running 15 miles a week, like what's going on. And so I'm doing all the things, right. I'm checkbox, text box, like I'm I'm eating perfectly. I'm exercising well. I'm not drinking that like boom, boom, boom. And I just could not feel good. And then chronic fatigue, things like that. And so (laughs) Um, again, I'm a little type A, a little overorganized, a little researchy. There's nothing you know? wrong with that. And so I kind of overanalyze and like make sure I have my ducks in a row. And so I went to my clinic with my doctor and I'm like, something's going on. Like, I don't feel good. Uh, can we test my hormones? Because I had heard a few, you know, echoes of like, oh, hormones this, hormones that. And she basically laughed at me and said, well, it's not going to tell you much anyway. Like, it changes every day. You know, like basically wrote me off. And I was like, oh. Bummer. Okay. And so fast forward again, I'm still feeling miserable. So I switched clinics to a different clinic that a lot of people had really good luck with that wasn't as mainstream. And I don't know, I got, and a lot of people have really good luck there, but I don't know if the one provider that I picked just, I drew the short straw when I did, went in, but everything happens for a reason. So I, I had the printout because I had one of those scales that like have all the different, you know, whatever your muscle mass your everything on it and I had been tracking um again I had like my fitness pal pro so I had like two months worth of everything I you came with data yeah I I had the receipts like (laughs) (laughs) 
and I had done my research as to which labs I wanted because um, we had a history of thyroid issues in well, our family. Like, that's all this the thing. Stuff. You need to be your own advocate in that situation because they won't test you for things. Yes. Like I just went to the doctor for my physical last month and mm-hmm. my mom has thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I want to make sure that I have like a base level look at mine just in case things go yep. south. And they wouldn't have done anything about that unless I would have said something. Yep. Um, I did get at the previous one I did get a few labs with it but I didn't get the full thyroid panel because there's like three or four or five different labs you should be looking Mm -hmm. at um and then no one looks at your liver like again I'll get to that in a little bit but your liver is important like it's really 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 important (laughs) for like everything yeah I guess if um, unless you're probably like heavy drinking Mm -hmm. no one's gonna look at your liver nope and we are inundated with toxins what we eat the environment we're in like these clothes we're wearing Mm -hmm. I mean unless you have organic non-toxic everything which we can like there's just no no getting away from it but it's working really hard at what it does and detoxing us but it's got a lot of work to do. Like, we're really stressing it out. And so I'm at this this other doctor with, with all my paperwork. <laughs> and we're going through, and, like, I'm all excited, right? Like, I'm just, I'm super excited because I have, I did my research. I'm, I know I'm going to get helped, right? Oh, man, did that balloon get deflated. <laughs> she just looked at me, and she is almost arguing the whole time. And I was very, you know, I went in very, like, please help me, mm-hmm. you know, like, what do you think? You I'm know? doing my best to help you so you can help me. Exactly. And so she said, well, maybe maybe you should try the Mediterranean diet. I'm like, oh, what's all inclusive of that? She started listing it off. Um, I'm like, I'm kind of doing that already. Like, here's my macros. Here's my nutrients. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm eating ingredients, not processed food. And she's like, oh, well, then you need to work out more. Okay, well, if we look at my, my workout paperwork, I am training one hour every day, um, except for Sundays, and I had three days of, like, heavy lifting. I had three days of cardio stuff, and then, like, I mean, I was working out. You were on a rigid schedule, and it was a good one that was mixing what you need to be mixing. and I was, you know, in between, like, 1,500 and 1,900 calories, which I was under eating. I know I I was, but it was so frustrating because I kept gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, she's like, well, then you need to work out more. And, I mean, the research I had done, I knew my hormones would get completely obliterated if I – so I repeated back to her. I said, so what I'm hearing you say is you would like me to eat less from what I am now and work out more. And then she kind of looked at me and was like, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to, like, I can't. I, like, I need the nutrients. I need, mm-hmm. like, I said, I'm probably working out too much right now, to be completely honest with you. And then I brought up the thyroid thing. And she, I'm like, I want an ultrasound on my thyroid because I just want a baseline. Like Mm -hmm. you said, I just want to know because I've done the labs now. um, But I would like to check them again. I want to check my testosterone and my cortisol. I want to check, you know, just I had a list. She argued with me for a solid five minutes about why my insurance wouldn't pay for it and didn't want to do it. And I was just, I was so defeated. I was so sad um, because I was just really like pumped that this was going to be right. The you're answer. trying something yes, new. Like, and you're hoping I've been for the miserable best. for now. It's been two years. Like, ugh. <laughs> so I, I ended up getting the lab work that I wanted because I told her I was willing to pay out of pocket. P.S. My insurance covered it. Um, <laughs> I got the ultrasound, um, but she wasn't happy to do it, and. I did have a small nodule. It's benign. It's fine. But it's just nice to know. Yeah, it's good so to know those baseline to compare, things. Yeah. Right? Um, and so I got what I needed from her, but I didn't get what I wanted from her. And so as I sat outside the clinic, I cried in my minivan for like 
15 minutes I just let myself because that, that was disappointing that was so sad um and I I literally just sat in my minivan and I cried and I'm like I need to do something and so once I kind of get pissed <laughs> um because I was pissed uh then I'm just like watch out like mm-hmm. you thought I was on the way before like ooh. we're doubling down on this paperwork <laughs> pretty much and so I had called um Renew Health and Wellness and so they are they do more of a holistic approach with the electrodermal screening and um my massage lady mentioned it and hurt but I mean at this point I'm like because I was I had a pharmaceutical background I was a pharmacy te- technician for years like been in the medical field I I'm pro-pharmacy at this point pro you know western medicine mm-hmm. until I was failed by it and so so then my mind was open to trying something else. And so I'm sitting crying in my minivan looking up on my phone and I made an appointment with Renew. Um, and then at the same time, because again, I'm a skeptic, I like science. And so I also made an appointment at Rejuve. Um, and P.S. If anyone's looking for an amazing doctor or nurse, she's a nurse practitioner, but Paige Dieters, she's at Williams and Tiger Care now. Like she listens, she has conversations with you. She's phenomenal. So if anyone is looking, just don't everyone go to her because I still want to be looking into her. But <laughs> um, but she's amazing. And through that's kind of where the journey of this really all started because I figured I had to do it myself, right? If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. And so because, again, I was a skeptic, because all this is woo-woo, right? And so I'm doing lab work to verify exactly what, like, I, I'm simultaneously playing both sides of the coin here. And, like, um, and per page two, I went in there with the receipts. And by this time, I'm, like, scarred, right? Like, right. So, so I you got like, your wall up. I sound like a crazy person because yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Oh my God. you know my blood pressure was up like, <laughs> like again I, she's probably like high anxiety you check you know like all this <laughs> stuff but I'm like just oh it but and she's just calm and she just listened to me and she had discussions with me and like so through those two and through herbals and stuff I was able to get myself to a point where I felt good again and that was the biggest like win for me is because I figured it out myself so if I had not had those terrible experiences at my other two I would have not been crying in my minivan and I would have not made those appointments and I would probably still be in the victim. Poor me, poor me. And so instead I took a proactive approach. I really got in there and, and took it again. And I probably took it too far, but you know, it's just me. Anything worth doing is worth overdoing. That's my husband's motto. So I guess it's instilled in me now. And so that, as I started learning about the natural herbs and what women have been doing for centuries to help themselves, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And again, those puzzle pieces just started falling into place. And the liver, I found out, is very important. Yeah. Tell me more about my liver. So <laughs> my dad always jokes that he has a monkey in the garage that's like growing him a liver in case he needs oh, it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, and the liver is one of the few organs that can regenerate and heal itself, yeah. like which is so cool. Wild. Yes. It's just super cool. And so... So basically with my hormone balancing kits, the the foundation of it, a lot of it comes from like Rosemary Gladstar. And I did a lot of research with her and she's been doing women's herbal health for, I mean, decades. And she's, she's awesome. And then with that, I took all the knowledge I learned from everywhere else. And I'm like, how do I help the most women? Because there's, there's a lot of cool stuff out there, but it's overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. it's really hard to navigate. Like I walked in to, I think Fresh Time has a whole wall full of mm-hmm. herbals, which is great, but 
But if you don't know what you're you looking what for. And you can be the victim of marketing so easily. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all Me. about it. If there's something shiny, watch out. I, I bought a drink this past weekend because there was edible glitter in it. Like I am. I saw that. I am public enemy number one. Correct. I'm a marketer's dream because yeah. it's shiny and it's bling. Like what I'm. Count yeah, me Moth to flame. Like count me in and so so really from that I'm like how do I get this in a consumer so it's not just the herbs it's the education mm-hmm. it's the the protocol essentially and not everyone's going to try out the woo-woo not everyone's gonna go to functional medicine not because a lot it's out of pocket for most of it like unfortunately and yeah. I was in a place financially that I could I could do it plus I had so much desperation behind it driving it that I was willing to and so from that, I that's how this really got developed. And so basically my my formulas all have and I call it kind of the root cause. And so like your liver is where you like, you know, create and ma- metabolize and distribute and process and filter out like it's if your liver is not a strong foundation if it's overloaded, just I mean think about it. If you're if you're not in a good place like physically, your body's not going to want to really reproduce because like we're humans, right? Yeah. Like when we're in prime condition, that's when our body's like, hey, let's reproduce. We can and fix so that's the where problem. those sex hormones There's come in. energy yep. to fix the problem. Exactly. And so again, with the high volume of toxins, like our poor livers are just really working overtime because there, there's a lot of arguments out there with people who talk about detoxes and things like that. They're like, well, your liver's doing that. Like, you don't need to buy this. You you know, your liver does it. It does, but let's help it along. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, pharmaceuticals push pathways where herbs like foster them. They kind of just like nurturing. It's just like petting a little puppy. Like, here you go, buddy. Like, come oh, on. Come on. I'm going to help you help yourself, you know? And so that's what I kind of like about the herbs is, is it's kind of a gentler approach. But they're not like safe. You can't just like assume every herb is safe. So, because a lot of people, again, that's another argument that you run into. And some people like are very vehemently like against or, you know, for. And so it's hard to sometimes talk about it in different places. But what I found is if you can get your liver in a good place, the rest kind of follows. So the liver is a good starting point. The liver is a great starting point for just about everything because it just, it really does a lot. If you look up all the functions that the liver does, it's mind blowing, it's super cool. And so if we support the liver and then nourish the hormones, that's kind of the foundation of these kits. And so for people who cycle and have more regular ones, I have, it's a liver and endocrine strengthener formula that has really good stuff like uh, dandelion root, burdock root, nettle leaf, astragalus root, blessed thistle, sarsaparilla root, and red clover. And so those work together to kind of help detox the liver, support it, strengthen it, help cleanse the blood, kind of just get you in a good place. And then for the other parts of the cycle, which kind of go on with the different phases, is you have different needs per phase. And so during your follicular and ovulation phases, you're really producing estrogen, you're feeling good. You got feeling some, yourself. Yeah, you got some good energy. So you need herbs that kind of foster that. Whereas your luteal menstrual phases, you really, that's when your progesterone's up and you're feeling a little bit more reflective and feeling good. When your hormones are balanced, actually, like the luteal phase is my favorite 
part of it, which most people would be like, absolutely not, because I'm PMSing, PMDD, mm-hmm. I just, you know, not feeling great. And so for me, I love it now that my hormones are balanced. Right, because you're not totally out of whack. Exactly. But um, so those, like with your, you really want to support that progesterone production while helping get that excess estrogen out of there. And our bodies are smart. They're intuitive. Our bodies heal ourselves. Like we heal ourselves. And then I think of everything else as a tool, like my provider, um, Western medicine provider is a tool. My holistic provider is a tool. My herbs are a tool. Like we have all these tools that we put in our little hormone balancing toolbox and we pull out as needed, right? Not one person is going to fix me. Not one person is going to fix, like heal yeah, me. Yeah, you can't like, fix everything with a Phillips screwdriver. <laughs> exactly. You need a whole little, you know, toolbox. Uh, I heal myself. And once we, that's another reason is I want to empower women to like have the knowledge to heal themselves with the tools that are available. You don't know what you don't know. And so once you know, it's pretty cool what you can do. And so my kits, yeah, you do the liver and endocrine strengthener every day throughout your whole cycle. And then if you're cycling, you have it split up with the two different formulas for those phases. But then I was on an IUD for years and years. And I actually, I liked it. But I I will say that once I got a little bit more balanced, uh, things were a little bit more lubricated down yonder. My IUD used, like would shift a lot. Oh. And so it I was like And a that little, gets dangerous. It's like a little dagger, a ninja, yes, like I'm, in the side of the uterus, you know, like, and then I'll be like, oh my God. I'm still here. <laughs> What's going on? It like crippled me to the floor for, you know, like five minutes. I'd be like, oh my God. It, it literally felt like a ninja was in my uterus yeah. trying to kill me. Um, it, uh, literally. <laughs> literally. Literally, that's what they are. I know. But I mean, it worked for what I needed it for, but I was ready to adventure on and so I had the uh, the non-cycling kit which is what I gave you and that just has kind of like I kind of cherry picked between those two and put in what I felt because that's the thing you can do you can do something 8,000 different ways right and so if you really just this is what spoke to me but while I did that because I have a little bit of a pharmaceutical background and I like to research. I got the Botanical Safety Handbook, which I show you know, it's like a six-inch book that goes through like every herb, known interactions, known studies, things like that. And I just dug like I'm my, just like picturing like the like <laughs> when there's a witch with like yes, a cauldron and yeah, a big book. Like that's the big book much. I'm picturing. Um, or like you know, like a nerd in a library. Yeah, you yeah. know, like that's kind of what it looked like. And our my poor kids and husband, I'm like taking over the kitchen because I have this huge <laughs> book. I got like three or four different books in front of me, and I'm cross reference right and so like again nothing's safe for everybody like you always gotta like try yeah, and everyone's like, you different. know and like, talk to your doctor and see you know plan ahead but information is power mm-hmm. and so what I included on these little sheets is the different interaction classes um, like this one is safety class 2b caution during pregnancy and then Shisandra is interaction class c which has known interactions with blood thinners and now so, this is the pharmaceutical background <laughs> yeah. coming out and so i just wanted to have it readily available and again fda disclaimer like i'm not curing anybody right, i'm not yeah. whatever but just here's the information that is readily found by anybody who wants to look but i'm going to put it in a digestible format for people and so knowledge is power because i i need to know what's in here things like that and so so those are the the formulas for I did an emerging goddess and a goddess so the emerging one has um, it's a glycerin based because so it's not quite as potent it's actually very sweet oh really yeah and so it's kind of nice because like my girls use that it's just kind of like a sweet introduction to herbs because some herbs can really taste like crap like yeah I, I'm picturing the first time I did like CBD mm-hmm. drops for my back pain yeah. and I'm like this tastes 
horrible. Yes. But at the same time. This is I, not tangerine flavor. I used to be able to shoot like straight whiskey out of a shot glass. Like if I can do that, I can take some herbals. Like anything. it's fine. Thank you so much for checking out part one of this podcast. A reminder, part two will be out next week. So be sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss out on when that episode drops. Please rate and review this podcast. It really helps us out. And if you're looking for more content from The Small Town Tourist, you can find me at The Small Town Tourist on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you have something cool that you think I should check out, send me an email. Abby, A-B-B-E-Y at TheSmallTownTourist.com. We'll catch you next week. Bye.